Rodgers and the Packers survive in overtime against the Pats. The Raiders winless no more. Both the Jets and the Bills come from behind to win. The Chiefs outlast Brady and the Bucks. Vikings pick up a win across the pond in London. Your weekly Monday happy hour of Overreaction Monday starts now. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast, wherever you may be. And week four of the NFL is almost in the books as we have one more game on Monday night with the Rams and the 49ers. But let's kick things off here, folks. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the GOAT, TB12, Tom Brady, and the Bucks, 41-33. And I thought this was the Chiefs' best game overall this season through four weeks. You had Mahomes through for 249 yards, three touchdowns, including and an electrifying jump pass to um, Clyde Edwards Ileo that led to Kansas City to beat Brady and the Bucks. You know, playing in a packed Raymond James Stadium only four days after Hurricane Ian ravaged portions of you know Florida. You had Mahomes throw touchdown. Throws of 16 yards to Kelsey, 1 yards to Edwards Hillel, and 10 yards to Jody Fortson. While making NFL history by reaching 27 yards passing faster than anyone else. What can't Patrick Mahomes do? Like, you know, they also... There was a stat that they showed on this broadcast where by, I think it was 2034, at 39 years old, Patrick Mahomes would pass um, Tom Brady um, at some point in for career passes. So, So we'll see if. Mahomes can play that long, but you, you but you had Edward Tileo and tight end Noah Gray rush for touchdowns for the Chiefs, who are now three and one, who won the first meeting between Mahomes and Brady since Tampa's route in the Super Bowl fifty five, which was played in Tampa just two seasons ago. So as mentioned, the two the short pass. To Clyde Edwards Hillel was was Mahomes at his improvisational best. Where he escaped two defenders, did a three three hundred sixty degree spin move, and flipped the ball over the crowd to the to Edwards Hillel 
to the back of the end zone. It was magnificent by Mahomes. As we get to TB12, who completed 39 of of his 52 passes for 385 yards and three touchdowns without an INT for the Bucks, who are now 2-2 and and Tidedale in the NFC South. But the Bucks, however, played from the behind all night. And I know the Bucks they're kind of banged up at the moment. Coming into the game, you didn't know if some of the key guys were gonna play or not. I don't believe this Bucks team, they're not at a hundred percent full strength. But when this Bucks team is at full strength, 100%, this is a tough team. The defense, this is the most points that a Todd Bulls defense has given up since 2018. Like you give up 40 points, hey, it's against Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's in my opinion, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So, hey, you gave up 40 points to a Mahomes-led offense. But this was not the best for the Bucks. But I'm not giving them a pass. I think when this team gets full strength at 100%, this Bucks team will be tough to beat. So we'll see how they uh the Bucks bounce back from this game next week. And we got the Chiefs next Monday night in Kansas City on Monday night football next week against the Las Vegas Raiders. The game of the week headed into week four um, in my opinion, was the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens, where Josh Allen led the Bills in a comeback effort to beat the Ravens. And the Ravens were up as much of 20-3. to three. They They blew another late lead, and I think a lot of that had to do with a decision that John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh made in late in that ball game. It was um, in the fourth quarter. It was fourth and goal for Baltimore, and a pass from Lamar Jackson was picked off in the end zone with. 409 remaining was picked off by Jordan Poyo in the end zone. And from there, Josh Allen calmly guided the Bills into field goal range, capping off the Bills' comeback, as mentioned, from 20 to 3. And that set up a Tyler Bass 21 yard field goal. To win the game, and the um, Bills improved to three on three and one on the season, and the the Ravens moved to 
two and two. And the decision by Coach Harbaugh to go for it on fourth down, I think a lot of that had to do with Harbaugh not trusting his defense to get a stop and to get off the field to stop Josh Allen and that Bills offense. And this is the second time this season where the Ravens were up big and they blew a lead as they blew the lead a couple weeks ago at home against the Miami Dolphins. So Josh Allen threw for 213 yards with a touchdown and interception. Lamar Jackson passed for 144 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions. And J.K. JK Dobbins for the Ravens scored two early touchdowns for Baltimore in this game. But they allowed a four-yard touchdown pass from John. The Ravens allowed a four-yard touchdown pass from Allen to Isaiah McKenzie in in that winding seconds of the first half. To um to make it twenty to ten, but Baltimore next week they face Cincinnati on Sunday Night Football. So we'll see how Baltimore bounces back from another blown lead um at home. So we'll see how they bounce back next week against the Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Good old Lambeau Field, where Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers survived in overtime against New England, the New England Patriots, and their third-string quarterback Bailey Zappi. And Bailey Zappi came into this game in the first half when. Brian Hoyer, who who got the start because Mac Jones is out with that high ankle sprain, Brian Hoyer left this game with a head injury in the first half and did not return. And I liked what I saw from Bailey Zappi. Made his debut, and he played majority of the game. As mentioned, Hoyer left the game in the first half. You know... Zap Bailey Zappi played well enough in his debut to force overtime against a future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team. But Aaron, being Aaron, bounced back from a dreadful first half because that first half for the Packers was not great. At all. And Rodgers being Rodgers. Bounced back from that first half. Um, Each team. In the overtime possession. Went three and out. And then the Packers. Marched. 77 yards. In a 12 play drive. That lasted. Around 7 minutes. I would say. Before Mason Crosby. Kicked the winning field goal 
to take the Packers home to victory 27 to 24 in overtime. You know, Green Bay had tied the game at 24 in regulation on Rod- on Rodgers' 13-yard touch- touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs. And folks, that that's turning out to be a nice little connection. Rodgers and Romeo Dobbs with 16 four, with 614 remaining in that fourth in regulation. You know, Romeo Dobbs looks like a really good receiver in his rookie year. Um Aaron Rodgers went um 21 of 35, 251 yards, two touchdowns. And he also connected with Robert Tunyon and Aaron and Aaron Jones rushed for 110 yards. And then let's talk about the rookie for the Patriots. Um, Bailey Zappi, 10 of 15, 99 yards, including a 25-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. So we'll see if Bill Belichick and this Patriots team go with Bailey Zappi next week for the Patriots. So we don't know how long. Brian Hoyer's out, and and that's a head injury, and we know how the NFL is real cautious with anything to do with the head, with head injuries, so we'll see um, how they deal with that. But I thought Bailey Zappi, in his debut against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, I thought he looked, I thought he looked solid. Um... Almost beat the Packers if Rodgers wasn't Rodgers and he led the Pack um, on a comeback there in, in overtime. So we'll see if Zappi is the quarterback next week for the Pats. The Arizona Cardinals defeat the Carolina Panthers 26-16. to to sum up the Arizona Cardinals so far through four weeks, the Cardinals have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. But this was Kyler Murray in the second half, in the fourth quarter. That's where Kyler Murray does most of his score. Kyler Murray threw, as I'm looking through my notes here, pardon me, Kyler Murray threw for 207 yards, two touchdowns, and added one rushing as the Cardinals overcame another lackluster first half. And they got to figure, the Cardinals, they got to figure out those lackluster starts to the ball game. Like, they have yet to score in the first quarter of, of, of a ball game. But they they do make up for it in the second half, especially there in the fourth quarter as through the first three weeks of the season, 33 of the points have come in, in the fourth. And that was no different here in 
Carolina as Kyler Murray threw threw a touchdown pass of 23 yards to Hollywood Brown and two yards to the tight end Zach Ertz and also ran for a four yard four yard score as the Cardinals improved at two and two and held a 17 minute advantage in the time of possession. And that Cardinals defense frustrated um, Baker Mayfield all day, forcing three turnovers. And Baker had five passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. And Mayfield repeatedly, repeatedly overthrew his open receivers. And Carolina, they did lead this game. They led this game at at the half, ten to three, but Arizona took its first lead in regulation on a Matt Prater thirty nine yard field goal with eleven twenty two remaining in that, in the second half. So, you know, the Panthers are now one and three. I thought would see a different. I thought we would see a different Panthers team. This week, after coming off that win last week, um, but I just don't think, as I said earlier, before the season started, I just don't think this Panthers team is any good. And if the if the Cardinals want to make some noise in this NFC West and in and in the NFC, they got to get off the better starts. In the ball game, they cannot continue to have these lackluster first halves that they've had so far through four weeks here in the NFL season. The Las Vegas Raiders are winless no more as they got their first win today. 32-23 to 23 against the Denver Broncos. And the Raiders head coach, Josh McDaniels, got his first win as an NFL head coach since 2010. And who did he coach back then? He was the team that he beat today, the Denver Broncos. So... Josh McDaniels, first win as a head coach as the Raiders since 2010. Josh Jacobs is a beast. The dude ran for 144 yards, two touchdowns, and then Amik Robinson returned a fumble for 68 yards for a score as Las Vegas beat the Broncos. Um, after opening the first season, the Raiders' first season under McDaniels, and and losing three straight one-score games, the Raiders are now one and three, and they did enough on the ground with their biggest rushing game in six years on defense to hold off. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, who are now two and two, you know Max Crosby, who's turned out to be one of the best pass rushers 
in the NFL, had two of the three Raiders sacks as the Broncos repeatedly failed to take advantage of good field position. And that's the thing with this Broncos offense through four weeks. This Broncos offense does not look great. It does not look good. And and it it looked didn't look good last week in that terrible game on Sunday night football against the Niners. And it, it did not look good again today against the Raiders. And if the Broncos took advantage of that of the good field position that they were given, maybe we're looking at at a different outcome. But after getting a five yard touchdown pass from Russell to Cortland Sutton to cap off a thirty four yard drive in the first quarter, the Broncos turned. Three other chances with prime field position and the one field goal. I'm sorry. You're not going to win. And then and then Melvin Gordon fumbled a ball that Amik Robinson returned for the touchdown late in that ball game. And speaking of Russell Wilson, Russell was 17 of 25, 237 yards, Two touchdowns, and he also ran for a three-yard touchdown that cut the Raiders' lead to twenty-five to twenty-three after completing the biggest play of that game—a fifty-five-yard pass to KJ Hamler—and that was Hamler's first catch of the season, but. Josh Jacobs, being the beast that he is, he put this game away with a seven-yard touchdown run with two minutes to play. And the Raiders, they go on to play the um, Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football next week. So we'll see if the Raiders can go back-to-back next week with the wins. So, against another divisional rival next week on Monday Night Football. If you waked up, if you waked up early on Sunday to watch the Vikings defeat the Saints across the pond in good, good old jolly old England, 28-25, the Vikings beat the Saints and the double-doink strike Again, as a Will Lutz 61-yard field goal as time expired hit the upright and then the crossbar as time expired. The double doink strikes again. I know if you're a Bears fan, Cody Parkey is breathing a sigh of relief. If you remember that playoff game. A few years back between the Bears and the Eng- and the Eagles, that double doing, but it struck it struck again in good old jolly old England as the Saints were victims of it. You know, this was I thought this was a great finish to a really good game. And 
What can I say? Justin Jefferson has turned into one of the best wideouts in the NFL. Justin Jefferson beat um, Saints corner Marshawn Lattimore on a 39-yard reception to set up a Greg Joseph go-ahead kick after Joseph missed an extra point earlier in the quarter, leaving the Vikings with a 25-22 lead. The Saints then had an eight-play drive, and Will Lutz made a 61-yard field goal with 151 left to tie this score at 25-all. But Will Lutz's next attempt was just a bit off as New Orleans dropped its third straight, as mentioned, the double doink that struck again the Saints are one and three. The um, Vikings now move to, um, I believe, the three and one as Justin Jefferson finished with 10 receptions for um, 147 yards and ran for a touchdown late in that fourth quarter for the Vikes. But this Vikings team, folks, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. I don't think he gets it done in the biggest of games in prime time. I still want to see Kirk Cousins get it done on the biggest of stage. But this Vikings team under Kevin McConnell um, in in his first year as coach, they're off to the best start since 2016 where they they started 4-0. They're right now tied with the Packers in that NFC North. I know it's early, but don't sleep on this Vikings team, folks. This could be a good team, but I'm still a little worried about Kirk Cousins in big games. Can he get it done? So we'll we'll see. The New York Jets, they love a good comeback. As and it was and we also saw the beginning of the Kenny Pickett era for the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Jets came back to beat the Steelers 24 to 20. As you know, with 16 seconds remaining in this game in the fourth, you got Priest Hall, who ran for a two-yard touchdown. At first, they said that he didn't cross the, the goal line, but upon further review, he did cross the goal line, and he scored to put the Jets ahead to, which, to beat the Steelers. Which got a spark, and this Steelers team, they got a spark when Mike Tomlin went with the rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, after an ineffective start from Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, the this is only the second time 
where the Jets won in Pittsburgh in franchise history. And we got the season debut of Zach Wilson coming back from the injury. And he led the Jets down and down the field after the second of the three interceptions by Kenny Pickett with 342 to go. Wilson took the Jets 65 yards for 10 plays and the last win Priest Hall um, got across that goal line as I mentioned earlier um, just mentioned earlier and Zach Wilson I thought he I thought he looked fine he, not great he finished 18 of 36 252 yards he had a touchdown two interceptions and he also became the first quarterback in Jets history to catch a touchdown when he hauled in a two-yard pass from um, Braxton Berrios in the second quarter. You know, Zach Wilson, if they, I'm telling you folks, Zach Wilson's got the potential of, to become a really good quarterback for this Jets team and in the NFL. If they can continue to build around this team, build around him, protect him with a good offensive line, that Zach Wilson and this Jets team could surprise some folks. I don't know about this year, but year, but years down, but next year and beyond. You know the Jets were up in this game at the half, ten to six. And that's when Mike Tomlin went with Kenny Pickett, who became the first quarterback in an NFL history to run for a pair of touchdowns in his debut. The second of that touchdown was a two-yard scramble that gave the Steelers a 20-10 to lead with 13-41 remaining. And then Zach Wilson, with a nice response, with a five-yard touchdown pass to Corey Davis that drew the Jets within 22-17 with 7.35 to go. And it's a small sample size, but if you look at Kenny Pickett's line, 10-13, 120 yards, and his, and then his last interception – a Hail Mary attempt on the final play of the game. But I know it's a small sample size, but Kenny Pickett looks like he, he could be a good quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we begin the Kenny Pickett era in Pittsburgh for the Steeler Nation. So... I'm going to be turning on some Steelers games more often to watch Kenny Pickett because I like what I saw from um, Kenny Pickett. You got the other New York team. The New York football giants defeated the Bears 20-12. to Daniel Jones ran for two touchdowns before injuring his ankle there in the second half. You had Saquon Barkley, who ran for 146 yards, 
rushing and ran the wildcat wildcat offense at times as both Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor were hurt against the Bears. You saw that I saw Tyrod Taylor go running into the locker room there late in the ball game there in New York. But and you and you saw that Daniel Jones was on the field but his ankle was heavily taped up. Um so he didn't do much. But um yeah New York, the Giants, they rushed for 216 yards. Jones scored on a, on runs of 21 and 8 yards. New York rushed for 262 yards. You had a Graham Gano kicked field goals of 44 and 43 yards as the Giants improved to 3 and 1 under their head coach Brian Dable. And it's it's the Giants' f- best start since 2011. And if that rings a bell, that's the same year that the Giants won the Super Bowl. The Giants aren't good enough to win the Super Bowl, but Daniel Jones, I like what I've seen from him so far in, in four weeks. You know, you got Daniel Jones and backup Tyrod Taylor were injured a roughly a 10-minute span in that second half. Jones, 8 of 13, 71 yards, and 68 yards rushing before he injured an ankle when he was sacked by Jaquan Briscoe late in that third. And then, te- then you saw you saw in the game, Tyrod Taylor went into concussion protocols and see after he scrambled for a first down with eight thirty five to go, and then Daniel Jones finished that series, and Graham Gano ended it with a forty four yarder for a seventeen to twelve lead, and Saquon Barkley. Folks, Saquon Barkley's back. As I said it a few weeks ago, he is back as he ran a direct snap offense that Gano finished with a 43 yards with 530 with roughly 530 to go. And you know, Justin Fields, 10 of 21, 163 yards. He ran for 52 yards, and but he was sacked five times. Not pretty for Justin Fields, but this is what I expected from this Bears team. I did not believe this Bears team to be any good this year because I I just don't they don't have the offense around Justin Fields right now, and he was sacked five times. So as you as this Bears team continues to build out their team around Justin Fields. They'll get better. They'll get a better offensive line, more, better weapons around around them, and they're building this the right way. So you got to trust the process if you're the a Chicago Bears fan.
the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 29-21. to The Eagles are the only unbeaten team in the NFL. And folks, I'm going to say this right now. I don't want to get too carried away, but right through four weeks, the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC, and they look like the best team in the NFL. I don't see any flaws when I watch this Eagles team. You know, Jalen Hurts is damn good. He threw for 204 yards, and he ran in for a score. You got Miles Sanders, who ran for 134 yards and two touchdowns. But I love Jalen Hurts. And they are the best team in this division in the NFC East. And, you know, Jacksonville, they did have an early lead in this game. They led 14 to nothing. And then the Eagles took over. You had Trevor Lawrence, who threw for 174 yards, two touchdowns to Jamal Agnew. And Lawrence was stripped, sacked on the final drive of the game when the Eagles sacked him and stripped the ball, sealing the victory for the Eagles. It was and it was one of four lost fumbles for Trevor Lawrence in this game. And as mentioned, the Eagles did not look good at the start. I thought they were abysmal, but they shook that off. And Jalen Hurts, who had a pass intercepted by Andre Sisco and returned. 59 yards for a touchdown. And then Trevor Lawrence hit Agnew, as mentioned, from four yards out to give the Jags a 14-0 lead in the first. And then Jalen Hurts ran virtually untouched up the middle, took a crushing hit at the goal line, and powered through for a 20-yard touchdown. And it was the fourth rushing touchdown of the season for Jalen Hurts. And then you got Miles Sanders, who tied it on a 10-yard touchdown run. And a fumble by Trevor Lawrence late in the second set up a Kenneth Gainwell's 10-yard rushing touchdown that put the Eagles ahead for good. The Eagles, they took advantage. They shook off the abysmal store, and then they took advantage of a few miscues by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they moved to 4-0, the only unbeaten team in the NFL. And they beat their former coach, Doug Peterson, who's now the coach there in Jacksonville. But this, right now, folks, the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC and the best team in the NFL through four weeks 
of the season. And I don't see any flaws to this Eagles team. I love the offense. They got the best offense in that division, the NFC East. And I love their defense right now. And if they if they continue to play well, this Eagles team is not losing anytime soon. So we'll see if they can keep this unbeaten start up as we go along in this season. As we move along here quickly, if you love offense, then the Seahawks-Lions game was your game as it was the highest scoring game all season so far. 48-45, to Seattle beat Detroit. It was a back-and-forth game, but from the second quarter on, it was all Seahawks in this ball game as the Seahawks are now 2-2, two and two, and the Lions fall to 1-3. and three. The Cowboys with Cooper Rush at quarterback beat the Commanders 25 to 10 as the Cowboys move to 3 and 1 and the Commanders go to 1 and 3 losing their third straight after they went won the first game of the season. The Atlanta Falcons they beat the Cleveland Browns 23 to 20 in an entertaining game down in the ATL as the Falcons spoiled the Georgia homecoming of Cleveland's running back Nick Chubb who ran for 118 yards and a touchdown with Nick Chubb's high school team watching and the Falcons are now tied with the Bucks in the NFC South at 2 and 2 and the Browns moved to 2 and 2 on the season. You know, Marcus Mariota passed for only 139 yards with an interception, but the Falcons off to a good start through 4 weeks on on this season. So we'll see if the Falcons can keep this pace up there in the NFC South. The we got the Tennessee Titans winning back to back weeks as they beat the Indianapolis Colts twenty four to seventeen. The Colts are now one two and one and the Tennessee Titans with this victory go to two and two and they have now won a franchise record four straight in the series and improved to eleven and two against the AFC South opponents since twenty twenty. The Derrick Henry rushed the beast of a running back rush for a season high 114 yards and a touchdown. And the Tennessee defense held up late to beat the Colts. 
And folks, I had high hopes for this Colts team coming into the season. But I don't I don't think this Colts team is very good. I don't I I, I don't think so. Matt Ryan does not look like he does not look like himself. And I I but I know it's early, but he just doesn't look like himself through four weeks in the season. He had he had two second half touchdown passes to Mo Alley Cox. Um but he also but he also had a sack that knocked the Colts out of field goal range on the final play in the third quarter. And then you got Jonathan Taylor who lost the fumble on the Colts next series and a you got a Chase McLaughlin miss fifty one yard field goal with under two minutes to play. I just don't see this Colts team being any good. And right now you have the Titans and the Jaguars tied for first place in the AFC in the AFC South. And that division could be the worst division in football. Um we'll see. I still like the Titans in this division, so they they went twenty four to seventeen over the Indianapolis Colts. To wrap up week four, the week four slate, we got the Los Angeles Rams who come to Levi Stadium and face the San Francisco 49ers Monday night, Monday night football. And you got um, a questionable is Eric Armstead. I know you got Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, Truly believe Jimmy Garoppolo and this 49ers offense will bounce back from that terrible game last last week in Denver on Sunday Night Football. I just have a feeling that this 49ers offense, who which has struggled through the first three weeks of the season, they have not looked like the 49ers offense that we're accustomed to seeing. So I just have this feeling that the 40, that Jimmy Garoppolo and this 49ers offense will bounce back in this game against division rival, the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be key. What I'm going to be watching for is who with Trent Williams out at left tackle, whoever it is replacing Trent Williams there at left tackle, if they can hold up against this Rams def- defensive front, and if they if they can't, could this could be a long night for Jimmy Garoppolo um, on Monday Night Football, but. I just have this feeling, folks, that I I truly believe Jimmy Garoppolo and this 49ers offense will bounce back. And this running game that hasn't been great through three games, I I believe you can run on this Rams defense. It's not a great defense. I think it's a 
an average to good defense. I know they got Aaron Donald there on the front, but the 49ers have actually, the 49ers offensive line, they, I think they've actually handled Aaron Donald pretty well these last few, these last few seasons. So, so we'll see how that game goes. 49ers are one and two. The Rams are two and one. So we'll see if what happens. Because if the 49ers beat the Rams, we'll have a, a tie up the top, the NFC West between the Rams, Niners, and Cardinals. And also the we'll have a four way tie in that NFC West through four weeks. And if the Niners win, we'll have every team will be two and two through four weeks of the of this NFL season. But that will do it for this overreaction Monday of week four of the NFL season. Be sure to give us a follow, leave a rating. And subscribe to the Happy Hour Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, give us a follow and leave us a rating. And we'll see you in the next couple days. Thank you.